Good afternoon and welcome to a new episode of the Morning Star Journal. My name is Tariq and this is a podcast where um, other than playing bad bass lines, um, I give you my own personal reviews and retrospectives on uh, games, movies, TV shows, books, um, anything and everything that comes in my mind. And this week is going to be a little bit different as you heard me attempt to play uh, the beginning part of Another One Bites the Dust, which I just uh, learned uh, some of the fingerings behind it. Um, Today I'm actually going to play a few of the songs here and there that I've been uh, practicing and learning on the bass. So um, if you have a chance to, or want to kind of see how far along I've been, or maybe how bad and, uh, how much, uh, more practicing I actually need to do, uh, that's what this podcast is, or what this episode is going to be today. Um, and, uh, and also if you had noticed the, uh, title, uh, Kuna Matata, uh, of course from Lion King. Uh, definitely refers to that, but I'm actually not going to be talking about Lion King, so if you're expecting a uh, retrospective on Lion King, uh, unfortunately, that's not going to be this episode, I'm sorry. Uh, it's more or less on the whole uh, no worries, because there's a couple of things that um, happened this week that made me really think about that, and today... Um, instead of giving a review on a certain book and move or show, which um, there's definitely a few because I've uh, just finished um, Deadwood, so I've got a lot to really process and think about that one. But uh, the whole concept of no worries right now really struck home this week on several occasions, and I'm going to talk about that as well. Uh, but Before we get into any of that, I just want to go through a little rundown on what I've either been uh, kind of watching, playing, and whatnot this week. So, uh, one of the games I actually started playing uh, is a new game called Dauntless. Now, uh, anyone who's familiar with any PC games probably have heard of it before. I think it's been on beta for a long time now. And it just got officially released on the PlayStation uh, 4. So, of course, I downloaded it free to play. And I actually uh, was able to play a little bit of it. Not too much because 
unfortunately, it's one of those um, you once you log in, you get into like a queue and it's a player versus environment or a PVE type of game. So um, the basic concept of the game is you team up with uh, four other players and you take on uh, this kind of monster or behemoth and you're put into this little kind of area. You can collect some uh, resources and items before you actually take on the behemoth um, and you track it down. It's not hard to track it down. Usually it's just like a few steps and if you're with like a you know group of four, usually there's one person that's always uh, ready to take on the beast so they usually head there and you can just kind of follow the uh, player radar basically to catch up um it's a little bit of a fun game i would probably if you've seen any reviews of it i think the best thing is it is kind of like a um i want to say kid version but a more stylized version of uh, monster hunter that was released um it's not too bad but unfortunately because it's situated online, it's not the kind of game that I want. Um, I may actually go back to Monster Hunter sometime. I just didn't have time to really uh, delve into it. But I want a... I personally like games that I can just kind of play on my own and have these adventures with. Um, if there is an online component, that is fun and that's good uh, to other people. But I enjoy just being able to... If I want to play it, I can get into like I can do a little adventure in or um certain actions I can take on my own so um even though Dauntless is a little bit of fun maybe I might try to uh pick it up again um in the not too distant future it's not going to be a game that I'm going to really um delve into uh, I'll probably start getting back into Warframe soon because there's a um new update that hopefully is going to drop. I believe it's dropped on PC and consoles should be getting it soon. And there's also a new weapon that they're releasing that looks really good. It's actually the style of weapon that I've wanted for a while. I've been trying to figure out the kind of best one to get. And um, this one's called the Fullman. And I may have to actually get this one when uh, once it becomes available on um, PS4. Uh, but that's games. Movie-wise, I did recently see Godzilla, uh, King of the Monsters, which is a sequel to the Godzilla 2014 movie, um, as well as Kong Skull Island, which came out, if I'm not mistaken, I think 2017, uh, don't hold me on that one, I might be a little bit off by year on that one, but it's kind of a follow-up to those movies where... It's, um, it actually takes place in kind of real time-ish sense. So they do acknowledge, you know, in 2014, Godzilla um, attacked or, you know, was sighted in San Francisco and battled the other two Mutos. And this takes place uh, five years later in which a uh, kind of terrorist group is attempting to... Oh, let me back up. So, uh, <laughs> actually, I'm not going to get into a big review on that. I didn't want to, but I do enjoy talking about this one. So, uh, quickly, so Monarch is a company that, um, it's kind of been the bridge to it. And think of Monarch like S.H.I.E.L.D. of the uh, Marvel Universe. Monarch is this, this universe. And they've been tracking a lot of these monsters, and there's a terrorist organization that is going to attempt to wake him, 
but Godzilla is going to be there to try to stop them. It is full Monster Mash um, action. The human parts are all right. I think they're mainly there just to get us between see the scenes because the monsters aren't going to be talking or we're not going to hear inner dialogue for them. So the people kind of act as that kind of bridge between scenes. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really cool movie, very action-packed. If you have a chance to see it, I would definitely recommend it. If you can see it on the best screen available, go do so. I saw it on uh, Adobe, um, did the Adobe Digital screen, and I thought it looked great. I don't care for 3D as much, um, but I've heard that, that in 3D is actually pretty cool. So uh, there's my two cents on it. I definitely recommend it. Um, another show that I just finished up was Deadwood. They also released a uh, movie, uh, kind of like an HBO original movie, uh, Deadwood. It takes place 10 years after the uh, show left off. The show ended on uh, season three, and the movie takes place 10 years later. So we kind of get a sense of, oh, where are they now? That's the kind of sense it is. Uh, But... It is not bad. I would say the movie is kind of like a extended uh, episode, and it was nice seeing a lot of these characters returning. Um, they really only uh, swapped actors for one person at you know out of everybody, and that was just uh, Sophia. Who in this series, was this little girl that they rescued, and of course now is a teenager and. Um, I don't know if that actress is still in um, the business at all, so they just got somebody else. And unfortunately, they didn't give Sophia much of a role in this. They kind of did the same thing they did in the show. She was just kind of there uh, with um, Mrs. Ellsworth or Alma. Uh, But anyway, Deadwood was actually a pretty good series, even though I hate where it left off. But I think it's one of those that they just didn't know they were going to get canceled at the time. I really think they just didn't know they were going to get canceled, unfortunately. Um, And that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Again, uh, this show is done um, purely. I don't edit anything out. So it's kind of I take one take and hope for the best. Uh, Not much uh, scripting, so I don't have... Uh, kind of full script to go off of so I definitely try to just be as coherent as I can uh, other than that I will take a moment to actually start up another song now um, I don't really sing too much or really at all so you're probably not going to hear me singing anything but if you want to uh, you know while you're listening Maybe you know what's going on. Now, I will warn you that there may be times that um, I uh, either slow down or speed up, depending on um, how well I'm actually progressing through the song. So, um, (laughs) no guarantee on the actual speed that it takes place as the song is supposed to occur. But um, anyway, let's get to another one before I go to the next subject. Thank you. 
Okay, that was a little bit of practice. Let's actually start over. So, um, the main part of this episode, or a big part of this episode, um, again, goes to the title that um, I put in called, uh, that I titled, Akuna Matata. So, uh, a lot of people uh, may be familiar with that from Lion King, the animated movie, back in 94. And of course, in the song sung by both Timon and Pumbaa, then later by Simba, um, of course, you know, as the phrase goes, means no worries for the rest of your days. And trust me, I did try to see if I can find a good um, baseline or um, or at least a kind of base translation to try to play. But um, unfortunately, I just didn't have time to work that in. But it kind of got me thinking because there were two scenarios that happened this week that really... It kind of made me realize that, you know, sometimes when you get older, you realize you can't go through life with no worries. We all have um, responsibilities. We have 
obligations or, you know, we just have things that you need to get done and you can't have a total carefree attitude about things because then a lot of things either don't get done, they get behind. Um, In worst cases, you can end up in very bad situations if you don't take care of things in a timely manner or don't give them their due focus or due respect. But at the same time, there are some elements that even when you get older, you can't worry about them. Or at least you can't focus on them too hard because you are going to run up against things that either you can't change or you're just not meant to change, that they don't have a solution. And even though you may think there's something else you could have done or you have other people around you that may, you know, that may tell you, oh, there's something else you could have done here, you kind of have to... Um, look to yourself and say, no, there is nothing that can be done, you know, and I'm not going to worry about this because I did what I could. It happened and, you know, it's, it's done. Um, and the big thing about that is understanding what you can and can't control because there are where there's a lot of things we can um, you know, kind of control, we can manipulate, we can adjust to suit our needs, there are going to be things that we can't control. There are things that we're just unable to, you know, um, perceive, you know, there's accidents, there's glitches, there's, as they say, forces of nature or acts of God, if you want to. And these are things that you you know, you can't control, they're out of your grasp, and you kind of have to learn to kind of move past these things. And I know that's not easy, and that's not, and it's easier, way easier said than done. And maybe there are things that you can't move past, and this doesn't work for everything. But I think sometimes, you know, especially when we get older, we kind of lose track of the fact that there are things out of our control, so whenever something happens, we get depressed on it, on the fact that we think that we should have been controlling it. So, what am I, what am I, what am I even going on about? What am I talking about? So, a situation came up to uh, somebody that I will say work with. Now, if you know who I'm talking about, I'm not even going to give names, nor am I going to give any specific scenarios. Though there are some people that may be able to piece together what it is, but I'm not going to confirm it. And it's not my story to tell, but I do feel that it is something that I've experienced in the past before. And just like I said right now, there was another situation that was a little bit more close to home that happened to a family member that I also feel is, you know, kind of falls into this, um, you know, uh, this realm of, yeah, there are things you can control and there are things you can't and you have to try your best to move past the things you can't. So what I'm talking about, so without giving, you know, any specifics, um, a coworker I was working with, um, who's very diligent at their job, very diligent at their work, uh, made a mistake while in the process of doing that work. Now, 
It's not anything. It's, it wasn't as far as what happened within the work itself. There was nothing that was dire. Um, the mistake that happened is is remedied. May not be completely easy, but it is remedied and was remedied. So that's not the problem. The problem is, is that because it also affected another person, that person um, basically had a um, very bad reaction of what happened. And we'll just say the client. Um, we'll call that person that it affected the client. And what happened to the client is that um, the accident that my coworker had, it affected the client to such a degree that the client decided to reach out to multiple people, creating a bigger situation. Now, granted that if I'm looking from the client's point of view, yes, it was very dire. You'd want to make sure that something like that didn't happen again because it did affect them. However, when it came to how we correct it on the coworker side, there wasn't a lot the coworker could have done differently. Now, they go through this process time and time again every day, and every day they always do a phenomenal job in keeping up with the uh, level of work that's thrust upon them. And this was, in a sense, a one-in-a-million-shot error um, to the only fault being that this coworker is human. And when you go through so many processes and go through work, there's always a chance that an error can occur. And... But... Because of, because the client reached out to other people and these other people don't really know the process or, or for some reason seem like they don't want to acknowledge that uh, humans actually uh, work in certain processes, they kind of push this idea that, oh, the co-worker could have done something different. Or they start reaching out on, well, maybe we need to reevaluate how the process is done and how uh, uh, the program that's used actually interacts. And all these people, they're, you know, they want to come up with these uh, solutions and brainstormings, but they're missing the fact that it was done on just an error. And even though, yes, it did affect the client, we were able to fix it. This is something that just you need to, they needed to get past. They needed to, okay, you had your moment to confront us on what happened. We had our moment to try to resolve the situation and it was resolved. But now to keep on harping on it, you're only affecting the coworker. You're only making their job harder because you keep trying to enforce this idea that they did something so wrong that they need to reevaluate how they do things and the only thing they did wrong is just being human so it's one of those things that they they have to understand that we're there are certain factors that are just beyond our control and they're going to have errors i mean 
realistically, and since this is my podcast, I can talk candidly and I'm not giving any specifics on it. The only solution would be to be completely automated. And and I'm not talking about just a, a system of getting a report or anything, but the entire process of a person wanting a product and until the point they get it involving no humans whatsoever. And that's just impossible. You're going to have uh, you, you need that human interaction at certain points um, in case something changes, in case something has to be um, adjusted or updated. And but it's kind of one of those catch 22s is that because you're going to have humans involved at certain points, there's going to be a chance of an error. And yeah, we're going to, you know, and as humans, we try to eliminate the chances of error, of course, but sometimes it's going to happen. And, and if it does, and, you know, and as long as we find out there's no malicious intent, which there was none, um, it wasn't done on purpose, which it wasn't, we kind of have to look at it as, okay, well, this is that scenario of this was human error and move on. And, and credit to my coworker who also is trying to understand this too, but because everyone's coming down on the coworker, that person also thinks, oh, well, I should have done something different or I could have done a process and they're beating themselves up and they also need to learn that, hey, yeah, you go through these processes and you're, um, you know, using these programs day in and day out there's going to be a chance. Now, I would like to say that I'm, uh, uh, you know, I double check myself and um, I'll, you know, kind of put my hubris on there to think that, you know, this error wouldn't have happened if I had. But to be completely honest, it could have. And actually, I think it has. <laughs> if I look back on it, there's probably a couple of times where I even aired out. But I guess it's just one of those things that when it happened to me, um, luckily I was able to either resolve it before anyone found out or it happened where the client wasn't um, so upset that they reached out to multiple people. But I've had that error too, where um, I did do a error and the client did reach some multiple people. So I had a lot of people on me on what I did and, you know, all these things. And in the end, as long as you did your best, as long as you did what you, you know, you had to and all systems work properly, you know, we just have to remember that, hey, there are going to be factors that are outside of our control. There's no getting around that. Um, and unless you're going to go completely robot or completely AI, even, and and even then that's not perfect because going completely robot, that leaves no measure of, um, being able to adjust or change. Uh, cause I've, I've seen several situations where, there's other processes that are completely automated, but if let's say a product is no longer available or a price is changed, all of a sudden the whole thing stops and you need the human to actually put in new parameters. And 
uh, and a person taking care of that will already know how to adjust, but a machine just isn't going to do it. And we're not at the Skynet level, thank goodness, that machines can learn. So, you know, you just have to, there are times where you have to take a Akuna Matata, um, you know, stance on it. That you have to go, okay, I'm not going to worry about this. Even though it is, a, it is a major situation, I've done everything I could, I've resolved it the best I could. Now, you know, you can complain on, you know, what's going on and what could be done differently. But in reality, there is nothing that could have been done differently. And I just kind of have to sit there and accept it. So that's where I want to get with that. Um, but before I go into the next thing, I guess it would be a good point to uh, play something else. So here's something else that I've been practicing a little bit. So we'll see how this one goes. Uh, probably similar to the other one, but um, we'll kind of see. So... Another situation that came up a little bit uh, actually later, because the first one I talked about was um, a little bit during the middle of the week. The second situation happened um, kind of near the end of the week where a family member got into a car accident, and I was extremely worried, and... Um, found out that they got into sex and I, you know, rushed to make sure everything was all right. Um, but they, they were, they were fine. Uh, they were taken to a hospital. Um, luckily it was only, um, they only suffered a minor bruise, um, on their head and their wrist hurt. Um, also it seems like the car wasn't, um, 
terribly damaged. I was able to go and check it out. Um, basically what had happened, or at least from what I can tell, uh, they were at a four-way stop, and as they pulled out, and from what I'm thinking, okay, so the fact of the matter is, is that as they pulled out of this intersection, another car came in at the side and hit them square on the driver's side, kind of right above the driver's side real well. So right where the, kind of where the uh, door, the driver's side door and the, um, and the wheel is. So they hit them right there. Uh, my family member's airbag did not go off, but the um, other person who hit them, their airbag did. So what I take out of that, and given how much of a dent they put into um, my family's car is that they must have either, they, they had to have ignored the stop sign because I can't imagine that if you're at a stoplight, how much speed you can, I mean, and it wasn't like some sports car or anything. It was just another, um, it was like a, another, like a Toyota or Honda. So I can't imagine how much speed you get coming off of a stop to hit the car you away hit another car the way you did one of not to seen it and two to hit it with enough force to actually um have your airbag go off as well as you know hit it hard enough that um my family member who was in the car was momentarily um disoriented but they're fine and they were able to get it towed. They called their insurance, and now the insurance has the vehicle, and they're looking at repairing it. But I was very impressed that my family was able to keep a level head throughout the whole thing, where initially I was very worried, but when I found out that they were okay, that everything was taken care of, there was no other kind of like reports, so there was also no fault um, of my family members, I kind of was able to take a moment, take a step back, and, you know, just start analyzing the situation the best could. And they were able to um, do it faster than I was, so I was very impressed. But again, that shows that, you know, you can only control certain elements. Um, after they got hit, they went to the hospital. Because you can, you know, it's out of their, it's out of your control, but it is in your control to take care of yourself, if that makes sense. And they did that. They took care of themselves before going further. Uh, the car was taken care of. It's out of your control what happens, but it was taken care of by the tow company and the insurance. Um, family member went to the hospital, allowed them to check them out, and made sure that everything was all right. So all these things were in control, and um, the things that weren't in control, as far as you know, the wreck, that those weren't things that they that they focus on, and I really appreciate it. So, again, it's just one of those things that, you know, sometimes, you know, even when major things happen, you have to, you know, it's sometimes good to take that no worries so you're not worrying about, you know, all the little stuff. Like, you know, now that they don't have a car for a while, that means their mobility has been hindered. That means they may rely on myself or other family members to help them out for a little bit. And, you know, that happens. But that shouldn't be something that they need to worry about. And luckily they didn't. And I kind of reaffirmed that I'll help out any way I can. So, again, 
even if major things happen, the, the main thing I want to get out of this is that you, that I want people to understand that I'm not saying live a no worry free a worry free life. That can't happen, especially in this day. You watch the news and things going on. You can't go worry free. There's there's too much that's happening to be able to do that even remotely. But at the most part. I would urge you to try to focus on the things that you either can affect or focus on the things that you can control. And if the things are outside of your control, then don't stress about those things. Don't worry about those things. Try to only focus on that rather than the things that are outside of it. So when I was looking up um, kind of a few examples and um, some case studies, um, I found this one, this is tips from a website that said, um, you know, it's kind of like tips to um, help you with if you always stress over worrying about things. And I looked over the most of the tips and I found them, you know, not too bad. I, um, I definitely agree with a lot of these points and it's only six points, so nothing strenuous, but I want to go over them real quick and, you know, you, you take what you can from these, but I, um, appreciated this person's, um, insight on it. So their first thing is determine what you can control, which is what I've been talking about this whole time. And that's, that really is one of the uh, first good steps is determine what you can actually control. So for instance, if you use a computer system and you have to input some data to you know, create a process, there are parts you can control and there's parts you can't. What you can control, well, you can control the speed you type in, like once the form comes up. You can control how fast you type everything in. You can control that you are putting in the correct information. Um, but you can't control things like uh, the speed the process is, or if the program sometimes is unreliable or kind of shaky, you know, those are things you can't control. Now, sure, you may be able to reach out to your IT department to see if there's an issue with the internet or if the program needs to be watched. But once that's all taken care of, if everyone tells you, hey, it's running the best it can, you have to accept that there's going to be parts of that process that you're not going to be able to control. And once you determine what you can and can't control, I think you're better off. Because if you think you can control every piece of it, then when something goes wrong, you're going to freak out because, you know, this isn't working the way it should. And, you know, there are going to be times where you can't. Uh, for instance, I do, um, as for working IT, I have to do a lot of updating on different computers and different systems. And updating isn't a... Um, pure process. Sometimes it's real quick. Sometimes it takes several minutes. Sometimes it may even take a couple of hours um, and, and a lot of restarts. I can't control that speed. I can't control um, whether it airs out or not. So I don't worry about it. I will um, focus on what I can and troubleshoot it, but I'm not going to worry that it takes that this one update take longer than the previous update because I can't control how fast it updates. 
Another point this brings up is focus on your influence. Now, what I took that as is focus on what you can do. So once you determine what you can control from the first part, focus on the, your influence and your parts of it. So um, going back to the whole program thing on putting the inputs in, I you know focus on the fact that I have to put this information in correctly. So focus on the fact that you have to double check your data. Um, and as far as me like saying updating, focus on the fact that I go to the correct site and I'm not going to an unknown site or questionable site for the update. So um, focus on your influence. I, I took that as focus on the things that you can control that are within your grasp. Uh, next point is identify your fears. And um, this one... I don't know. This one seems a little bit odd, but um, I, I do understand it. And it was just kind of, you know, identify the things that you, um, you know, you're afraid that might go wrong or the things that um, you might, that might, um, you know, just identify what you're afraid of. If not, maybe it's not that you're doing the update, but you're afraid of uh, how a, a different peer will see your, um, you know, your focus or you're um, afraid of how long it'll take because you have other projects. And this is just identifying. It's just kind of identifying those kind of parts of it that's what's creating the stress. And I think that does help in a way. Um, another part is differentiate between ruminating and problem solving. So this is a major one. And I think a lot of people just in general need to think about this. You have to understand the difference between once once the situation starts up, you kind of have to look at it. Okay, am I trying to solve a problem or am I just, you know, just talking about the problem? And that kind of goes back to the whole control and influence thing is that if there's a certain problem, you can't control it, you can't influence it. There's nothing for you to problem solve. You know, it's it's out of your control. It's not something that you can actually adjust. So don't worry about, don't try to solve a problem of something you are just unable to solve. Now, if it is something within your control and it is something you can influence, then yes, go into problem solving and trying to figure out what is the cause of it. And the next step is create a plan to manage your stress. This can be almost anything and everything. Me, sometimes I enjoy to play. And when I get home, I you know play a few things that I know or a few bars that I'm familiar with. Um, sometimes even if I have the time, I'll throw in a game or I'll read a book. Um, if you're at work, maybe you have a book that, that's there. Maybe you can go outside for a quick walk. Some people enjoy the smoke. I don't, but hey, some people do. Anything you can to help manage your stress, by all means do. Now, I'm not advocating smoking, of course, only because I don't personally smoke and I don't personally care to. But if we're all adults, you do what you can do that's safe for you to help manage that stress. Um... And, you know, and when you realize and when you're understanding, you know, what you can control, your fears, what you can influence and whether you need to help solve a problem or if this is just something you're just focusing on, kind of managing that stress is going to help you if you need to go back to those other steps. Sometimes it takes a moment to step back before you go 
before you take another step forward. And the last step that I have on here, at least the side had, was develop healthy affirmations. So I guess that's like um, positive feedback in a sense. Um, that, you know, either people are, uh, you know, letting you know that they did good work or appreciate your work. Or in some cases, maybe give you constructive criticism on what you could have done better. So basically, that's just saying, you know, have that healthy affirmation of what you've done and it will help you in the long run of things. So before I go, I'm going to play one uh, last little um, jingle for you. And, but I want to take this a moment to really thank anyone, everyone that's listening, that has listened and that continues to listen to this podcast. Um, it's been going on for a few months now. I've tried to do every week and, you know, some days... Um, little bit off than others but I have really enjoyed taking time to you know talk about a lot of different things whether it be um, pop culture stuff uh, media stuff or just things on my mind and I would really appreciate any kind of feedback or anything else that would help me improve or um, improve the experience that I'm trying to provide um, Luckily, uh, Anchor, which is the uh, platform that I usually do my podcast on, they have a kind of great option to do voicemail. Uh, so you can leave a voice message on you know your comments or views. If you happen to be on iTunes listening to this, uh, if you give me a five-star rating, that'll definitely help my standings. Um, but you can also leave comments. Now, even though I usually work off of Android, um, there, there are a couple other ways you can leave comments for me. Um, I do have a Twitter handle. It's at Morningstar Journal and Journal spelled J-R-N-L. So you can always leave me any kind of comment on there. I usually try to post a few things like the episode or a quick picture here or there. Um, I'm also on Instagram where I do post at least a um at least one post a week, sometimes a little bit later, but uh, you can find me on Instagram, also on Facebook, Morningstar Journal with Tariq, and of course, you can find me on, uh, you can send me a message on Gmail, and it's the Morningstar Journal, all spelled out, no spaces, so the Morningstar Journal um, at gmail.com. Uh, again, I hope everyone has a great week that you um, have listened to me, and I will see you then. Maybe we will talk about something that's come up. I know uh, we've got uh, Dark Phoenix coming up this week, so <clears throat> even though I'm kind of been dubious with the X-Men series as a whole, um, I am excited to see it, so we'll see how that goes. But anyway, thank you. I hope everyone has a great week. And peace.